0: Sleepless nights, mental breakdowns, anxious feelings, and empty stomachs plague the lives of many college students around the world. For decades, the college experience has been fabricated in the propaganda of television shows and films that depict what the college experience is supposed to be. You hear the countless remarks of parents, teachers, mentors, and other adults expressing that college is the best time of your life. While there are perks of being a college student, what no one seems to tell you about is the sleepless nights of studying, Students transferring to other universities, being homesick, debacles with mental health, roommate horrors, and much more. Stay tuned for an open, honest discussion about being a modern day college student. Welcome back to another special episode of Is The Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Izzy, and today I have a very special guest with me. She's one of my closest friends that I've known for more than 10 years now. We go all the way back to fifth, sixth grade, and she's you know seen me at some of my highest moments, my lowest moments, and I'm just still thankful to call her a friend after all of these years. So... Without further ado, please welcome my best friend, Amaya. <laughs> How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. That was such a sweet introduction. Oh my gosh. What's up, Georgia State?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm great to have you on the show. For having me. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself for those that don't know you?
1: Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Amaya Jones. I am 21 years old. I am currently a junior here at George State University. Yes, I got one more year to go. can't yes. believe it. <laughs> I'm an English major with a concentration in creative writing. My goal is to become a screenwriter, playwright. I'm already a published author. I have a book of poems available on Amazon. I might write more poetry books, but honestly, I just want to do Whatever speaks to me, I don't want to put myself in a box when it comes to the kind of content I create. But I will say my focus as of right now is writing screenplays and potential theatrical productions. Oh,
0: my goodness. That is just so beautiful. Like, you just, you have a solid foundation already. Like, you're already in your bag. Trying. Yeah. (laughs) Trying. (laughs) It's good to set goals. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So I mean, we're pretty much one and the same as far as writing. You know, that's always been, uh, you know, a very strong passion of mine, and it's, it's a very strong passion of yours as well. Um, so yeah, um, let's let's get into the topic for today. Uh, today we're going to be talking about what it's like being a college student in the modern day realm. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be opening up about our personal experiences in the hopes of enlightening current and incoming college students. But before we get into that, I mean, just can you believe that I'm actually here doing a podcast? No,
1: I cannot.
0: I literally had to pinch myself like, wow, is this really happening to me?
1: I'm trying to think, when did you first tell me about this? I think I, I told
0: remember. you maybe like last year, mm-hmm. maybe like in the midst of COVID first happening. And I think back then it was just an idea because I didn't really have, I guess, the resources to really start it yet. But I was just like, I want to make this happen because I feel like my story needs to be heard. (laughs) Hey, thank you. Thank you. I'm clapping, everyone. You can't hear it probably, but I'm clapping.
1: Um, Silent
0: clapping. One of my biggest supporters right here. Yes. (laughs) So, I mean, just like, can you believe that we're actually in college, like on the threshold of graduating? No.
1: I literally want to go back to freshman year for like a split second. Just yeah. to knowing what I know now, if I could tell my younger self some things. I'd. Def- yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: You know what you would tell your younger self? Oh yes.
1: Don't bank on one school. Yeah. Have a, apply to so many places, yeah. have a good amount of safeties. And even if your dream school does say that they want you, you know, think twice. Yes. Just consider all of your options.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that sounds about it. That's the same for me because, I mean, I feel like I had a lot of good options that I applied to, but none of them were really up to, like, my standard. And I feel like towards the end of senior year, I was really just trying to bet on what I felt was a good school, just out of state, away from home. But I don't, I don't think I necessarily thought thoroughly about my decision until after the fact, but I don't feel like I have any regrets though. Like, do you feel like you have any regrets as far as, you know, picking the school that you chose initially?
1: a little bit, mainly because, so for those of you who don't know, I, my first school was SCAD, Savannah College of Art and Design. I spent a year there. I did my first year at the Savannah campus, and then I did my last quarter, which was fall 2019 up here in Atlanta. And I had a really wonderful time. I made a lot of good friends. Savannah is a beautiful city. I highly recommend that you visit Savannah at least once. It's so beautiful. I had a good time. My classes are great. It was fun. But the one regret I have is because it's an art school. So already it's expensive. Mm-hmm. And I had to take out a private loan from Discover in order to go. I took out like $25,000. I know. Ooh. And I'm paying for it. Now, so just mm-hmm. you know, it's in the back of my head, a notion of oh, I'm saddled with this thing for like the next ten to fifteen years yeah. of my life, and of course, I'm hopeful that, and whatever I do, I'm going to make enough money to pay it back. Hopefully, my family, we win the lottery. Yeah, <laughs> <So that way laughs> I can just pay it off already. But that's the one big mistake, and that's why I said weigh your options. You know, yeah. I kind of was really set on going to SCAD my aunt she went there for photography but Mm -hmm. she had to come back home because she had lupus oh wow yeah she ended up passing away from it back in Mm. 2004 and like the climate in savannah is very hot Mm. very humid and for someone with lupus that doesn't feel the best that's why she had to come back home and i was just really you know set on finishing there because she didn't get a chance to and then Circumstances led me to be here. I Mm -hmm. had a balance that I owed to SCAD and I acted irresponsibly and I didn't tell my parents Mm -hmm. about it until basically it was too late. And then I get called by a school. They say, hey, if you don't pay this, you won't be able to register for new classes. I owed Mm -hmm. about $4,000. I used federal loans to take care about half of it. Mm -hmm. I still had $2,000 that I needed to pay. So after fall 2019, I, Started the transfer process to Georgia State. Mm-hmm. So for the next few months after that, I basically just you know, left school, and I was paying them with my own money. I'm paying right. them with my own money. I depleted my savings paying them this money all the time. This is happening. I'm working. I worked at mm-hmm. American Deli for about two years, and so any money I get from that, I put towards that. Right. But I finally, I paid it off, and now at Georgia State. Yes.
0: So. <laughs> and, I mean, is this a really good thing that, you know, you're here now? I didn't even know your journey was this deep. (laughs) So it's like you learn a lot every day, even as best friends. And I just feel like it's such a coincidence now that, you know, after all of this time, you know, we've been friends for a very long time, but like there's been a gap between us not really seeing each other. So now Mm -hmm. it's almost like God has put us in a place to where we can see each other on a more regular basis now. And you know, just finish out this college journey together.
1: Those thoughts that always come into your head when the finish line is so close. Yeah. You Even think back to like junior year of high school. It's like yeah. a got one more year. Mm-hmm. Now senior year is here, and it's like okay, we're applying for colleges. We're yeah. starting to get things back, and next thing you know, it's like the day of the senior walkout. Yeah. And it's like that's it. Yeah, that's it.
0: That's it. Once you once you get cleared, you know, for graduation, that's. Pretty Much a done deal.
1: Took the ACTs, Took yeah. the SATs? Yes. Oh, that was junior year. Was that senior year or junior year?
0: Um, it starts junior year, yeah, junior but like you can wait until senior year if you want to. Just, Where'd
1: you take yours? Where'd you take yours?
0: Um, I think I took mine. I took mine at mostly at uh, Mays High School. Mm-hmm. And I think the last time I took the ACT, I took it at Woodward Academy.
1: I took my. I can't remember if I took both of them. I do remember I took one of them at Banneker mm-hmm. because my best one of my best friends from middle school Zaria she was there because she goes yeah. to Banneker I was like oh mm-hmm. my god yeah hey. <laughs> So yeah, but, uh, that was cool. I'm
0: actually zoned for Banneker but I didn't go there
1: I'm zoned for Tri-Cities but I did not go there yeah I would have loved it now looking back at my high school journey you know Tri-Cities is a magnet high school over here yeah. in Atlanta very into the performing arts yes but I went to North Springs and I was in the orchestra. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, starting in sophomore year, I did the spring musical every year. Wow. Until my senior year. I so had I gone to had I gone to Tri Cities, I would have had even more of a blast. Probably even right. more like more so. I would yeah. have had a good time. But I'm happy with my high school experience. I wouldn't change a thing. I know people were just like, Oh my god, I hate high school. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed high school. Same. The friends I had, yeah. the teachers I had, mainly my orchestra teacher, Miss mm-hmm. Lanzaro. I love you so much. Okay. They made it worthwhile. Yeah, yeah there were some hiccups along the way, but for the most part, ten out of ten, I had fun in high school. Yeah,
0: I feel the same way. Even though, like, initially entering high school, like I didn't want to go to the high school that I went to. I feel like I definitely learned a lot. You know, as far as you know, myself, other people. I feel like from freshman year to senior year, I've just learned so much. Like each year was different from the last, even though it had some similarities, you know, from, you know, friends or just overall experiences. But other than that, I just feel like each year was distinct and I learned something each year. But, you know, senior year, I, I have to be honest with you, like senior year of high school, I was almost like numb the entire year. Because, like, I just, I, you know, was very proud that I made it to senior year, but I don't think I was really thinking about it too much because I still had to just, like, keep working hard. Because I was, you know, an honors student, AP student, and then I started doing enrollment part-time that year. So I just had a lot on my plate that year, and it was just a lot. And then having to add, you know, college applications, scholarships, tests, I mean, it was just so much that just went into just that whole year. I was stressed out the whole year, but it was still fun, though. I had a lot of fun moments, though. That's good. Yeah. I think second semester, I was like, when it got closer to the end, I just couldn't believe, like, wow, like, actually about to graduate. I'm not going to see most of these people anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, my friends that I did make, I was like, wow, it's like I'm not going to be around them anymore.
1: And the myth of how many of you there are left was Mm -hmm. right. I was not expecting my mom to be right about that. Yeah. One thing I missed the most about high school were the pep rallies. Yeah. And starting in freshman year, all of us are at the So the way the gym was set up there's like four sides there's two on the top floor where the track is and there's sections on the ground where the basketball court is right in freshman year we're all up on one side of the upper level and there's Mm -hmm. a ton of us there's so many of us yes and then senior year because you know singers and juniors got on the floor freshmen Mm -hmm. and sophomores got sit up top Mm -hmm. by the time senior came along we're on the ground And literally, I'm looking around, and we could all fit in. Then, like that one section, I'm just like, I cannot believe she was right, because she told me, like in high school, like before I went to high school, she said, now half the people that you walk into senior year, Mm -hmm. freshman year. Half of them aren't going to be here by senior year. That's true. And I was not, I could not believe it. So I mean, I'm she like, literally holy. called it. Like, oh my god. I mean,
0: she literally called it. Like,
1: like even in our senior fixture, our senior picture, we basically formed the number 18 because of class mm-hmm. 18. Right. You can tell there are not that many of us. Yeah. <laughs> there are not that many of us. Yeah. I think, I can't remember how big our graduating class was. It was like a good, a good amount. But yeah. But it's like, wow. Yeah. There's not that
0: many of us. Yeah, it's tough, you know, just. Like, I mean, high school is hard, not even just in the sense of the schoolwork aspect of it, but just in general, just so much, you know, that each individual has to go through just to, you know, make it to their senior year, make it to graduation. There's so many ups and downs. It's basically a big roller coaster ride. Yes. And, I mean, college is no different. It's... No. It, it only amplifies it, yes. to be honest. So.
1: The best part is, or maybe the better part is that you're on your own time. So yeah. you make the time. Yeah. Whereas it's just it's a very set schedule, mm-hmm. just class after class after class. Thankfully, in college, you're like on a, a block schedule. Yeah. So you have less stress by having things to be turned in every single day. It's just yeah. like there's space to work on things, there's time. Yeah. But it, it has its own challenges that are mm-hmm. separate and. From high school that are very particular to college. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, because see, the thing about that is like, you know, just like you were saying, like in high school, it's more structured. So like even when you think about in the morning, like if your parents haven't left for work yet and you're still asleep, they can just come to your room and just wake you up like, get up, it's time for school. And then in the hallways, once you get to school, like you have people in your ear with, you know, whistles saying you know, like, Y'all can't be standing in the hallway too long. Y'all have to get to class. You know, five minutes in between classes y'all have to get to. So, I mean, that was a lot, too, in college. You know, you're basically on your own, like you mentioned. You know, nobody's going to, you know, be over your shoulder, you know, to wake you up for class. You have to do that on your own. And it's your choice as to if you're late or if you're on time to your classes. So that's something else you have to really think about, too. Did you ever imagine yourself, you know, in this current position of being a college student?
1: I'll say no. As a little kid, I rarely thought about college Mm -hmm. at all. That was the one thing that I was not concerned about. I was more so thinking about, you know, what I'm going to be when I grow up, and I'm going to travel the world. But college, not really then the older i got and the more college became on my radar and mm-hmm. then i started to really think about what i was gonna do you know of course you see movies that depict college and you think oh this is what my college life is going to be like this right. is what i want my life to be like when i go to college mm-hmm. so I was yeah that's what i'd say i didn't really think about it all that much until it started to get closer and closer
0: yeah i mean i feel like for me personally like ever since i was a little boy that's always been like something that that I talked about you know of course like all kids say like when people ask you what do you want to do when you're older you know and one of the first answers we usually say is I want to go to college and I want to study this or I want to become that that's what most of us would really say but I feel like when we um, experience life the older that we get there's just so much that we deal with that it could put a pause as far as us being college students or us doing what it is that we love or that we want to fulfill professionally. Um, And I just feel like as a college student, like, you know, it's just so much that we have to deal with. I feel like when you enter college, just the same thing, like when you enter high school, like freshman year, you know, you see a lot of people and you think these are going to be the people that I see every day or that I'm going to graduate with. And nine times out of ten, most of the people that you see from the first day or the first year aren't going to make it all the way down to the finish line. I mean, it is hard being a college student. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's hard being a they college know. student. They you know? know. It's not as easy as it looks. It's a lot of hard work that goes into being a college student.
1: And especially depending on what your major is.
0: Yes. Because I know I have uh, friends that are like majoring in, like, nursing or just some type of science-related major, and it's difficult for them, to say the least. Like, they have a lot more on their plate than I do on mine.
1: I've met so many computer science majors. Yeah, (laughs) I just, no. Yeah. No.
0: Like, have they told you about their personal experiences?
1: No, I just know in my geology class there were a lot of comp sci majors, Mm -hmm. but I have one... One of my roommates, actually, she is. I believe that's her. That's her major, computer science. And like, she was her talking last night because like her friend was over and she was talking with her and another one of my roommates. And mm-hmm. she said something about maybe wanting to go into cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. And just today she asked me, it's like, hey, have you taken music appreciation or history of film? And I said no, but they sound interesting. Yeah. And she said, you know, I asked, like, seems like they both pick your interest. She, she said, oh, neither, to be honest. Yeah because sometimes it's like that you know you have to take classes for the sake of fulfilling a credit and yeah. there will be times where neither of them really speaks to you exactly it's Just like what do you do yeah so especially registration is open now mm-hmm. are you all registered first yes Maybe. I am as well yes. I did it all I, yes I took care of it
0: yeah I did have some holds in the beginning mm-hmm. but I had those taken care of like almost immediately so, the following day, like, after registration opened up, I was able to register. Yay. Yeah. Yes. But, see, that's the good thing about being an upperclassman. It's like we have, like, that first uh, first come, first serve type of thing. Whereas, like, when you're an underclassman, it's like you have to really wait until, you know, your academic advisor approves for you to, I guess, um, register. Yeah, so that's kind of like a setback, you know, initially for, like, underclassmen students, you know, freshmen and sophomore. Um, so yeah, just, it's, it gets a little easier, but yet at the same time it gets a little harder. So definitely just keep your wits about you. So has your college experience been exactly what you envisioned it to be or has it turned out differently?
1: It's been what it's been. I will say a full stop. I never expected to transfer. Yeah. I never expected to be going from one school Taking a, a gap of several months and then going to another school—right—certainly didn't expect to be doing that in the midst of a global pandemic, right? Because i remember for taking my summer classes, summer 2020, mm-hmm. and I was hoping to go to school for fall, thinking that I'm going to go to campus on Georgia State, right. and then we all get the news: hey,
0: it doesn't look like we'll be it doesn't returning.
1: Like y'all gonna do anything for yeah. a minute? Y'all just gonna have to stay home. Yeah, college students. Yeah, pretty much stay home. <laughs> Like just crack open those laptops, hop on Webex, hop on Zoom and yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the one thing I never in a million years could have imagined. But I'd say I've had I actually haven't had a full dose of the college life. One thing I really want to do is go to like a college party, a college house party that isn't affiliated with the school like at SCAD. Yeah. I did. I went to a bunch of students' stuff. We had a masquerade ball mm-hmm. on Hall- for Halloween. Uh, I went to some stuff at, you know, the, the there's a SCAD film festival. So that happens down there, Done stuff, done, down there. But I'd say overall, it's been, it's been nice. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah. You know, has its challenges, obviously. But yeah. for the most part, I'd say that I've had a pretty. Pretty cool college experience. Yeah. Can't believe I have one more year left. I know, That's right? Crazy.
0: I don't know. I just feel like, you know, like I've gone the whole three, four years of being in college. And me personally, I don't feel like it has been what I cracked, like what has been cracked up to be mm-hmm. as far as what other people say about their personal college experience. For me, I feel like my personality kind of took a shift. Like, I'd say even as far as maybe like a couple of months to prior to me entering college, I definitely remember feeling like, you know, some major anxiety as far as being in a new environment with new people, having to readjust. Uh, I didn't really think about that prior to me deciding to go to a college that was out of state. But I think that those were some of the things that were really getting to me. And I think a lot of things just what I had dealt with in my childhood just I guess kind of came to like the forefront as far as my personality goes. So as a result of that I feel like me when I entered college I became so quiet and reserved. And anybody that knew me prior to me coming into college like really knew me or like was around me knew that I wasn't really like a quiet person per se. I was definitely more on the talkative and outgoing side. I was more of like an open book where I just shared a lot of stuff. Yes. And I think just you know, the older that you get, the more you realize, dang, maybe I might've been a little too open. Maybe I shouldn't, you know, be so open, maybe be a little bit more private, give a little bit more of a mystery to people. So maybe that was it for me. And, I don't know, maybe a part of me just didn't want to suffer just the major judgment that I suffered throughout my, you know, school career. And I don't want anybody to think like, oh, Isaiah didn't have fun, you know, in any year of his, you know, school career. Because I've had a lot of fun, but it's also been a lot of, you know, pain and a lot of tears behind being me. So for those of you that are listening, you know, they just think that my life is so easy. It's not. And college definitely showed me that, you know, it wasn't easy at all.
1: It humbles you.
0: It definitely does. I've. I've. That's the way that I'm looking at it right now. Like, I'm just being humbled. Even though I don't like the feeling of it most of the time. I'm just thinking that maybe this is just, you know, a minor phase that I'm going through to get to something greater. And that maybe, th- maybe I was being humbled so I can have... This right here, this platform to be able to speak freely in hopes of, you know, just having other people relate to what I'm going through right now. So, we'll talk about the friends aspect a little deeper. So, how has it been making friends?
1: When I got to SCAD, one of the first friends I made, his name was Sean Griffith. He I think he's interior design, and he was, he's really cool. I still talk to him every now and then. Mm-hmm. But I will say I had this feelings of, I guess, doubt would be a good way of saying it. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't think that my roommates liked me right off the bat. And I remember talking, texting my mom about this, mm-hmm. just saying how I felt about things like this. And I remember asking her at one point, I said, Mom, is it weird that like I have more guy friends or I get along a lot easier with guys mm-hmm. as opposed to like maybe girls and she said no it's not because you know with guys they're not as I can't remember exactly what she said but something along the lines of is like you know I think girls you're always wondering if they like you I guess mm-hmm. I don't know, just can't remember what she said but basically she Ease my fears and said, no, it's perfectly fine. It's totally okay for you to have, like, a bunch of guy friends. Guys are a lot more easygoing. Oh, Mm -hmm. here she said. She said, guys are easier to get along with. Yeah. That's what she said. But then over time, we started to get really close and, you know, having a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. But I will say there was, like, this period where they kind of wouldn't really invite me to do stuff. They invite people, like, our roommates who were, like, next door. They'd Mm -hmm. all go hang out. And a part of me did feel some type of way about it. But... At the same time, <clears throat> I found solace doing other things. I remember having these little pizza parties that our RA, Zaina, she would have in her room. And we mm-hmm. played this like murder mystery game, and there'd be people who are on our hall, in our dorm, hang out with them. Mm-hmm. Or um, Sean and his other roommate, their roommate, Dave. Uh, th- Daniel, yeah, Daniel. We hung out in his room one night, and we learned how to. He taught me how to play Smash Bros, mm-hmm. and that was fun. And then I adopted another friend group. My friends Electra, who I still talk to, our friend Maya, and our friend Lamichael. Mm-hmm. We all would get together. We started hanging out, and then we started to have like a little clique. We I have yeah. so many memories of nights, at spending nights at the library downtown in mm-hmm. Savannah. To like one o'clock in the morning, wow! And then up walking back to campus, walking back to the dorms. I remember doing that <laughs> and going to McDonald's because it's the mm. only place that's open at, like one o'clock, and right. we used to get stuff off the dollar menu. Mm-hmm. Then we either sit and we like sit down and eat, and then we walk back to campus. Yeah. So it worked itself. It worked itself out, you know. Yeah, you you know, you're friendly with people and all that, but you know, it's. It's okay to have multiple friend groups. Yeah. It's okay. And I'm really thankful that I have them because I enjoyed hanging out with them. They were hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> they were so cool. And I missed them. Yeah. Miss them so much.
0: That's good. Um, I kind of can relate to what you're saying about as far as getting along with guys more than you do girls. Because I feel like, for me personally, I feel like I've always gotten along more with girls than guys. Yes. And... You know, I think also, too, that was another thing that kind of, like, you know, gave me anxiety prior to entering college, just having to be around guys as, you know, roommates. You know, you don't really get that choice. You know, it's not co-ed like, you know, some people would expect or would want it to be. But
1: Your dorm can be co-ed, but your room probably Yeah, won't. your room can't be co-ed I at I with all. three other girls.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, I often felt like, you know, an outsider because uh, most of my roommates or most of my suite mates, They, you know, played sports, Uh, most of them were like athletes, Um, some of them were actually like on the football team, and like they did stuff like play video games, and I just, I was never really like that, not to, you know, say that I'm against sports, I don't know, I guess I've just more so been more on like the brainy side, just like creative, I was, you know, a writer, you know, that type of thing, so I don't think you know, my roommates that I, you know, could really connect with each other like that. But I also feel like I don't think I probably allowed myself, you know, to really get to know them in the best possible way that I could. And, you know, some days I just be feeling like, dang, like, why was I so quiet around them? Like, why couldn't I feel like I fit in? But I don't know. I just feel like, you know, reverting back to what I was saying earlier about some of the things that I, you know, experience experiencing my childhood just the judgment from other people as far as you know who I am or who they think I am it's just it was a lot you know and I think that kind of just got to me and made me feel like very insecure like a lot of the things that I probably wasn't super insecure about like the way that my voice sounds or just you know just my overall being like just certain things about myself I just never really was insecure about mm-hmm. until I got older and until I got to college. And, you know, I definitely did make some friends. Um, one of the first friends that I did make was um, this girl named Ruby. We're still friends to this day. Shout out to you, Ruby. She actually transferred, to to Kennesaw State. We uh, We went to the same school freshman and sophomore year, so we did a lot of stuff, you know, hung out together, and we would open up to each other about, you know, our experiences as college students and what it's been like making friends, and uh, I feel like something that we had in common was that we noticed that a lot of people uh, that we went to school with kind of, you know, knew each other prior to um, entering, you know, our university. There were a lot of, like, cliques and friend groups, people that just stuck together. And then we also noticed, too, that there were a lot of, you know, mean people. People don't really understand, like, you know, people are still mean in college. Like, like there's still people that are going to gossip and say things about you. Um, they're going to feel a certain type of way about you. Even if you do want to be their friends or you do want to get to know them somewhat, you know, it just, you know, it, it definitely is hard from that aspect. And I just never really, you know, bothered to open up to my parents or really anybody because I just felt, I don't know, I just felt too ashamed to say it because I felt like, you know, everybody's so happy that I'm in college, but I'm just not happy. And there are a lot of college students that feel like that they are like, you know, like, I'm in college now, like, I should be happy, but why am I not happy? But there are just a lot of reasons, you know maybe a lot of underlying reasons as to why, you know, certain students are not having fun or enjoying the environment like they feel like they should. How do you feel about that?
1: I have yet to encounter any mean-spirited people since Mm -hmm. being here at Georgia State or even back when I was at SCAT. I never encountered people who were outwardly and explicitly just mean to me. Mm -hmm. But I definitely get the sense of – I do remember having those – Problems in high school. Yeah. And you just, and like, there's one example this guy that I was kind of friends with, and we had a good rapport for the most part. It was Mm -hmm. pretty chill. And then one day, he did a 180 on me, switched his demeanor toward me. Mm -hmm. And I never knew what I did wrong. Right. He wasn't the kind of person who was gonna tell you if you hurt him, mm-hmm. if you did something wrong. He was the kind of person who was just gonna give you an angry scowl, yeah. not talk to you, and if he did talk to you, was very hostile about it. And I started to think, I'm like going to our French teacher because this is one of the two classes we had together in the day. This mm-hmm. was in my junior year of high school. And I'm asking our teacher, Monsieur Tyree, I said, should I say something? Should I apologize? And I go home, talk to my mom, and asking her the same thing. She's like, no. You shouldn't. And another friend of mine, Deja, mm-hmm. she had suffered a similar thing with the same person, mm-hmm. basically just getting this hostile treatment. And I'm yeah. just asking her, should I say something? She's like, no, you absolutely shouldn't. This is not yeah. your fault. You don't need to say anything. Yeah. And to this day, I still think about it. I guess it's like my way of like, I haven't actually healed from it. I yeah. haven't fully forgiven him for the, yeah. all of it. But for the most part, I've kind of just like, over it, the way I see it is just from what he's told me when we used to talk, there were things going on in his life that he couldn't control that Mm -hmm. were really weighing down on him, and I just interpreted that, I rationalized it as, oh, he's lashing out at me because I'm the closest thing here and I'm actually trying to talk to him, trying to just, you know, do things just being me, and I guess Mm -hmm. our personalities didn't really clash that well, but that's that's how I saw it, so it just basically, not be myself up for it, not think about it too much. Just like he's dealing with things, mm-hmm. doesn't really know how to deal with them. There's stuff that he shouldn't, that no one should be going through, and he's just, he's in pain. He's hurting. Yeah. So just don't worry about it. So yeah. It's going to be, so it's fine.
0: Yeah. Friendships are not easy at all. I mean, I just feel like kind of similar to what you've gone through. I've dealt with situations like that where I've had certain friends be like, oh, you know, you're cut off. I don't mess with you anymore or just out the blue just start you know just being mean to me calling me out my name or just making me feel less than than what i really am you know what i'm saying and not to say that in the arrogant way to where i think i'm just like the biggest shit in the world because i'm not because i'm no better than nobody else i got my own flaws my own problems you know things that i've dealt with things that i'm dealing with so i'm no better than anybody else but I just feel like more than anything, I just always aim to be a really good person and be a really good friend. And sometimes that I feel like people can really misinterpret that and just feel like that's their leeway to just mistreating me or just mistreating people that are just naturally just good to them. You know, but I can't be all things to all people. Just like, you know, you, you can't be all things to, you know, the friend that you mentioned or any of your other friends. Anybody that genuinely loves you and accepts you wouldn't make you feel like you don't matter and that you don't belong.
1: And that's something I need to work on. I am very aware that I am a people pleaser. Yeah. I've coined a term for myself. I call it suffering silence. Mm -hmm. Very often I will forsake my feelings for the sake of people's feelings, for other people's relationships with other people. Right. If I will, you know, I, I, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I don't want to be seen as, like, a bother. I don't want to be seen as, like, a yes. burden. So I just step back. and I'm That's really, me. I'm learning to... I'm trying to. I'm, like, trying to just not do that as much because at the end of the day, you know, it's my mental health that's at stake. Exactly. It's my, my self-esteem Exactly. that's at stake. So as much as... You know, it's okay to be caring and compassionate towards others, but if all the things you're doing to ensure that they're still okay are Mm -hmm. a detriment to you and you being okay, then you know, might need to take a break and it's gonna feel it's gonna feel bad, you know. There are things that have happened in my life and are still happening and I'm looking at them and just asking myself Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing right. the wrong thing? Am I a bad person for exactly. doing this? And at the end of the day, it's just looking... Just, like, realizing that, you know... You can't control people's actions. You can't. You can't control people's feelings. You gotta do what's best for you. Exactly. And hope that things turn out well. And mm-hmm. if they react in a less and way...
0: That's...
1: Oh, well. There yeah. comes a point where you just get numb to yeah. it all. Yeah. And you just you just don't know what to do like i'm really also i do not like confrontation me neither so rather than say anything i'll just ignore i'll be quiet i won't say anything yeah and i realized even that that's not the best but it's like what else to do i'd rather i'd rather avoid the situation entirely i'd rather not be in the situation but we're here now and only the best solution i can think of is just well let me just not say anything
0: yeah because i know for me if I don't necessarily want to be confrontational, but I do want to be more assertive as far as opening up about yes. my personal feelings and uh-huh. how somebody has made me feel. And then sometimes in the midst of that, I just want to throw a brick at somebody.
1: <laughs> I can be cutthroat. Yeah. If I really try, Yeah, I can be cutthroat. Like back working in American Deli, for anyone out there who's worked in food service, y'all know, you have customers who just... Decided they were going to get up on the wrong side mm-hmm. of the bed that day. Yeah,
0: just be rude as hell. And
1: you're professional. You do what you do. You yeah. take care of them. They get their food mm-hmm. and they leave. As soon as they leave, I turn to a whole different person. Yeah. It's like, really? That's what you decide to do today? Exactly. And like the thing I hated the most about that is you, you have these adults. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like our parents' age. Yeah. 30s, 40s, 40s 50s. And you're taking your time to argue and yell at high school girls. Right. I was the oldest girl at my job. I wow. when I left, I left. I I <laughs> I quit I think on either on. No, I quit like around like before my birthday. Mm-hmm. So I was like probably like 20 going on 21. Mm-hmm. There's one girl, her name her name was Monstera, but we called her Monsey. She was a freshman in college. She she's like 18. But mm-hmm. the other girls were like Freshmen and like sophomores, So they're about between like 15 to 17 And -hmm. just like really seeing these people Like yell at us And like we talk about this all the time We'd we'd gush about it once they leave About the things that just happened And it's just like I kept saying Like I cannot believe that these adults Are really spending their time, energy, and effort Arguing a bunch of high school girls Right Really?
0: That I mean it just really shows you their maturity level And just I don't want to say it it shows you where they've come from But it kind of gives you a sense of like you know, just their personality and just maybe certain things that they've experienced. And it just happened at those moments.
1: And I get it. You want what you want. You want your wings. You want your Philly. You want your salad. I understand. And we're going to make mistakes. No one's perfect. Right. All we're asking is please be patient with us and ensure that we are going to make sure that you are taken care of to the best of your ability so that you can leave the store and I can help Whoever is next. Exactly. Just please be nice about it. Try to. I feel
0: like if people just learn to be more gracious instead of just being just assholes, the nation, the whole world would just be much better. But I think that's an
1: inherent problem with being human. Yeah. It's just, and especially in. An individualistic society such as the United States where mm-hmm. we put so much emphasis on you as individual. Yeah. What do I want? What's going to make me feel good? What right. do I need in this moment? Exactly. So it definitely has that air of arrogance. And especially if you're a person who has never been made to feel the consequences of their actions, you never yeah. had to take accountability for things, yeah. then that arrogance is going to be... Tenfold. Or just
0: having enablers Like your friends, your family members Who just, or just don't call you out on things yeah. Just
1: let you do things yeah. You know, being born in the south yeah, mm-hmm. Manners are drilled into you From day one yeah. You say please, you say thank you, you say yes ma'am You say no ma'am, you say yes sir, you say no sir Yeah, Or you get reprimanded for it mm-hmm.
0: I don't think people um, Were reprimanded enough For that in school Especially the people that we went to school with
1: You just wonder, I mean, you know, thinking back to AP psychology, Mm during your year, like, you know, this whole nature versus nurture thing, I think it's just, I don't know. Thankfully, in this day and age, we're paying a lot more attention to emotions Mm -hmm. of people and just trying to ask the questions rather than just outright punishing them. If you see someone, like a child who is clearly not having a good day, rather Mm -hmm. than just chastising them, just trying to ask questions, okay. They're frustrated about something. Yeah. What are they frustrated about? And asking them, you're frustrated. Mm-hmm. What can I do to help you right now? What do you need from me? And right. just asking the questions and feeling about the layers and saying, oh, well, that's why you're upset. And that's right. why I'm like this. Okay. Thankfully, we're doing that now. Like mental health is very important. It's and, very important. And I'm so glad that nowadays a lot of us are being more open and honest about our mental health yes. like back in high school i had friends i did musicals with and they're talking about how like they go to therapy mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure in this day and age you can have you can probably name at least one person you know who have probably has anxiety yes. depression maybe they're neurodivergent they're on yeah. the autism spectrum or maybe
0: a, ptsd ptsd <laughs> um schizophrenic you know just there's so many so much so many Different, you know, mental illnesses out there that definitely. I'm going to do another podcast episode on mental illness, but you know, we'll just jump back into this discussion right here. Yes,
1: sorry for that tangent, everyone. Yeah. It's just.
0: <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's it's true. Like you know, college students definitely have to deal with a lot. You know, from schoolwork, friends, you know, relationships, maybe jobs, family members, or just a lot of deeply rooted issues that, like I said, can stem as early as their childhood that you know come into play more so as they get older and it kind of just um inhibits them in a lot of ways and they can't really think or act in a clear mind and like you were saying about therapy i actually um i actually even opened up to you about this too like i went to therapy uh during my sophomore year of college before the pandemic had set off um, i started maybe like at the end of my first semester of sophomore year and then i really started taking it more seriously beginning of second semester i think at that time we were just talking about my anxiety but i think it would have been better like if i would have talked more about where it came from and how it was really impacting me you know from not only just making friends but just taking initiative in different aspects of my life
1: i've been to therapy in the past, and with recent developments in my life that have been going on for the past four years, mm-hmm. I have really given thought to going to therapy. I can, yeah. <laughs> I can courageously say that I want to go back. Yeah, I want to Same. go back to therapy because, <laughs> like seriously, there's stuff where it's like I don't know how to deal with it, yeah. and furthermore, I don't know how to move on from it. Yeah, because I don't want years to pass, and I still think about this, Exactly, still plays, like if it's still nagging me, Yeah, like, here's how I know I haven't healed from something, for me at least, mm-hmm. I think. If I'm running through old conversations I've had with people, mm-hmm. and I'm saying what I wish I could have said in that moment, to me yeah. it feels like, you haven't moved on from this yeah. at all, you haven't moved on, you're still thinking about it, yeah. because you wish you took that initiative. And like I said, back to that whole, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I can be very cutthroat and hurtful with my words if I truly oh, yeah. put my mind to it. Oh, hell yeah. But I don't want to do that because I'm going to start thinking that I'm a bad person. Exactly. that. Whereas it's something as simple as, listen, if someone's hurting you, that's not okay. No, it's not. It's not okay. It's and definitely you not. You have to be assertive in what you mean and how you feel. So be it. Yeah. You can deal with the consequences. Later, yeah. but in that moment If you need to say something, say it yeah. Like I said, I'm trying I'm yeah. working on yeah.
0: this it's, it's, it's not easy, it's definitely a work in progress I feel like for me personally like I know for me I hold a lot of grudges Against a lot of people For certain things that they've Said and done, even if it wasn't Just one thing, if it was like multiple Things, like I still hold it because just Why would you feel like Treating me like that is okay Why would you feel like you know, putting me through all of that is okay. And especially it, it, it hurt it hits different when it's somebody that you considered a friend. And I think that too is what makes me angry when I think back to certain things that have happened. Like if I've had a friend that has just just completely just been like, Oh, you're cut off or you know, just start nah, 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 just saying really mean things to me, mean things about me, like it just hurts me. You know, so I feel like that's something too that you know a lot of us have to work on and just given everything that we've discussed you know you know as far as like mental health and friendships and just dealing with life how do you feel like that can translate to anyone that's listening to this that's interested in attending college in the future
1: i would say number one you're not alone we are all in the same boat. We are mm-hmm. all going through the same things to some degree. Some people may be better at handling it. Other people might need a little bit of help. That's where therapy may come in. Yeah. Or having a planner so you can organize all the things that you need to do. Assignments, social events, things like that. And it's okay to talk about things. Yeah. That's another thing I'm guilty of. I'm guilty, like, kind of similarly. I tend to bottle things up. Yeah. You know? I don't really talk to people about things. I'll tell my diary. I write yeah. my diary. But, and like that's, I think that's good for me. It's getting it out. Yeah. But you know, I don't really talk to people in depth, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. Back to it. you know, we're all in the exact, we're all running the exact same race. We're trying to get to that finish line, which is finishing college, graduating, heading on to grad school. So don't feel like, you're alone. Don't feel like that. You can't talk about these things, especially mm. if you feel like that you are just one bad day from just completely breaking down. Yeah, Seek out help. It exactly. is okay. No one's going to shame you if you say, I can't do it. I feel really vulnerable right now. One of my sweetmates, my actual roommate, mm-hmm. she recently left Georgia State because she... Was feeling very overwhelmed and she just needed a mental health break. Yeah. If you need to take a mental health break, take a mental health break. Yeah. Step back, just recollect, recuperate, recenter yourself, and then come back when you're ready.
0: Right. <laughs> I want to hear from you personally. Like, is there a sense of uncertainty that you feel about what's next in your life? You know, whether it be. College graduation, entering the real world, deciding on a career path, uh, how you're going to support yourself financially, like things like that.
1: Well, as you know, so for those of you listening, Isaiah and I are members of a on-campus group called Noble Minds, yes. and we actually talked about this at our previous meeting. As I mentioned earlier, I'm an English major with a concentration in creative writing, and for anyone who is in the arts, whether mm-hmm. it's music, writing any type of visual performing arts, things like that, mm-hmm. it's somewhat of a given that you are going to struggle. Yes. That you are going to have difficulties trying to make ends meet. And that's actually been in the back of my head as of late, just like financial preparations, I guess all things financial. I'm thinking mm-hmm. about how I don't have a job right now. Yeah. And I'm thinking about if my funds can last me till. We go home for winter break and thinking about, you know, trying to live in a dorm again next semester and then the meal plan Mm -hmm. and all that. And when I did my financial stuff for school this year, I did not accept federal loans for Mm. this, for this year. So there's, that next year yeah. I will. I'd learn my lesson. Next year I'm going to. But this yeah. year I did not. So just thinking about how am I going to pay for school. Right. I'm not as worried about it when I was at SCAD. Because at SCAD it was like every single quarter. I basically had to ask myself, All right, am I how are you going to pay for school? And mm-hmm. that's another reason as to why I left. It's just Georgia State was a lot more cost efficient. Yeah. And thankfully it did have a program that was similar to what I wanted to do when I was at mm-hmm. SCAD. I majored in writing here. I'm majoring in English my minor at SCAD, I changed him from creative writing to dramatic writing here. Mm -hmm. I'm a concentration in creative writing. So, you know, but just, I'm just thinking about that. And like I said, being in the arts, you know that there's going to be that difficulty of trying to get things made and trying to get things published and produce all the while trying to support yourself. It's a sad fact that in this country you need money yeah, and the cost of, Like the cost of living is going, is going higher, is increasing. Minimum wage is not. Yeah. For whatever reason, it's not. Yeah. So it's very hard to try and support yourself. Yeah. Paycheck to paycheck. It's not easy. But I know that I have to remain... Optimistic, yes. I'm thankful that if ever I needed help, I have family. You know, I can always go back home. You know, during the pandemic, that's where I was when Mm -hmm. I transferred. I was like in the midst of transferring from SCAD to Georgia State, and I was basically just working. I wasn't in school. I was at home for all this time, and it was okay. You know, my mom said it's fine. It's okay. You can always, you know, you can always come back. It's all right. Yeah. So I'm thankful for that, and I just. I have hopes in myself that mm-hmm. the things that I intend to do are going to get done i keep <laughs> keep telling myself you know I want to work for Todd Perry there's actually a period where I was at home when I would write letters to his studios I would Mm -hmm. hand write letters to his studios saying hey I'm a junior at Georgia State I'd like to work for you I've been watching your movies since I was a little girl Mm -hmm. and I just think what you did is amazing I'd like to work for you haven't heard anything back from him and as I I told you this I actually talked like considered actually just like tweeting him Mm -hmm. just DMing him on Twitter saying hey by chance did you get my letters yeah could I potentially work For you, maybe. Right. (laughs) I don't know, but you know, it's. um, I'm pretty sure everyone can sympathize with those thoughts of just wondering, especially if you're upper classman like us, Mm -hmm. just thinking like the finish line is pretty close and thinking, "Holy shit, what am I gonna do?" Exactly. Once I leave, what am I gonna do? Yeah. Like, what is the next plan? What am I, how am I going to make money? How am I going to support myself so I don't starve? Like, yes. What am I going to do? Yeah,
0: I feel like for me, it's there's definitely a lot of you know anxiety behind what's next for me after I graduate college, and I think it's amplified for me even more because I'll be graduating next summer. So, it's thank you, thank you. Almost at the finish line, but I just feel like for me, it's just I'm just thinking like. What is it that I'm going to do? Like, what am I good at? What can I really put forth, you know, into fruition? Because, you know, I haven't done an internship yet. I'm still anticipating on that, still looking, still applying, and just hoping that it'll land to a great full-time, not even just a full-time job, but just a full-time career and also something that, that will allow me to branch off into other creative avenues. Because I don't just want to just write or just tell stories just through speaking. I also want to get into a little photography, like, you know, modeling, like being in front of the camera. That's something that I live for. Y'all should just,
1: see some of his shots. Yeah, He looks pretty good.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I'll make sure Well. You know, when you guys see my, you know, social media, and, and hopefully I'll be able to really update it soon and give you guys some good stuff, y'all will be able to see it even more. And, of course, you know, I've always talked about wanting to act. That's always been just like a huge passion of mine since I was, you know, very, very young. Because starting at a very young age, I've always watched Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, BET. We're
1: showing our age. yeah. Some Pretty much.
0: But <laughs> just watching different shows and movies have kind of like sparked that interest in me. And I don't feel like up until this point that I've really gone hard at it. Mm-hmm. I think also, too, the reason why that is, is because I want to go for like the right stuff that I feel like I'm interested in and that captivates me.
1: Right. And Because the worst thing you can do is get stuck in something Solely because it's going to ensure that you can eat. Yeah. But not that's going to fulfill you. Exactly. Spiritually or creatively. Exactly. My dad it, said, don't get a job, get a career. Exactly. You know, if you do something, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Yes,
0: I've heard that before. Yeah. And that's a model that I've been thinking about, like, the last few years. It's like, And I've been saying that, you know, even probably as far back as maybe middle school or high school to my mom, I'm like, you know, I don't just want a job. I want a career. Mm. But, you know, she says, like, in order to get a career, you have to get a job. And that's the thing that's like.
1: (sighs) My mom said, you know, like, y'all generation, y'all don't read books anymore. So That's true. what are you – like, what are you – what you gonna do I said I'm gonna write TV shows I once yeah. told her Like I'm gonna be The Shonda Rhimes Of my generation Exactly You know And what you said About wanting to act You know Like I said earlier I did the musicals mm-hmm. in high school. I didn't set out to do it, but one day, sophomore year, on the door of the library, there was a picture of The Wiz, you know, mm-hmm. the movie with Dana D- Ross, Michael Jackson, you know, yeah. like that. Yeah. And saying, Probably auditions for The Wiz, you know, come to the theater this day. And I was considering doing it. And mm-hmm. I went to my orchestra teacher, Mr. Landrew. And he also loves musical theater. He, yeah. He's affectionately referred to me as his musical theater protege and twin. Oh, oh. I'm so touched by that. But I went to him and just expressing my concerns, you know, I've never done anything this before. I don't know what to expect. I don't know. Should right. I do it? He told me, it doesn't hurt to try out. I tried out. I made it to the callback. mm mm-hmm. Cause there's, there was a list on the board, the bulletin board that shows all the theater, all the theater stuff. at my high school. Mm-hmm. Shout out North Springs. Yes, Gus <laughs> I made it the callback. I went to the callback, and then next thing you know, I'm listed as a member of the ensemble. Wow. That led to a cabaret that same year, which is when we got together in our black box theater and just sang musical theater songs. I had two solos, Mm -hmm. we had two group numbers. I had the task of teaching the rest of the cast, the rest of the company, Mm -hmm. the Zulu lyrics, because our opening number was Circle of Life from Mm -hmm. the Lion King and you know the opening lyrics. You know, "Nuts and that's in yeah. Zulu, and mm-hmm. I had the task of teaching everyone those lyrics. And I asked Mr. "Why, why did you have me teach them?" And he said, "Because you're the only one I know who's going to say it right." Right. And I was like, "Oh, thank you." Wow. Yeah, I did this musical in junior year. I did the musical in senior year, and I loved every single second of it. And even though. That's not what I want to do with my career mm-hmm. full time. If someone were to approach me saying, hey, I've heard that you can sing, you can dance, and you can act, mm-hmm. and that you love musicals, would you want to do this? I would not say no. Yeah. I miss performing. I miss doing that. I yeah. miss playing the violin. I've been playing the violin since I was in about third or fourth grade. I played mm-hmm. in middle school. I played all through high school. Yeah. I miss that. I really do miss performing. I'm singing all the time mm-hmm. at my dorm. I used to sing all the time at home. I used, I would be so surprised that I never was told by my parents to like hush. Yeah, Their room was like 10 feet away from mine. Now, my brother Christopher, who lived down the hall, mm-hmm. he would sometimes tell me to be quiet. And I'm just like sitting here thinking like, boy, you stay up to like one o'clock in the morning on the weekends playing video games with your friends screaming like you're getting murdered. Yeah, Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, I I want to get back into it. I miss that. Yeah. I really do miss it. Like, I'm thinking, of, I don't think I've ever told you this, but I want to release a couple albums. Really? I do. The first album I want to do, I want to do a jazz album. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, yeah, I want to do, I even mean, have it set out, I want to do five jazz standards. Mm-hmm. So maybe Stormy Weather, um, maybe mood indigo and then I'll write a couple like some originals and then mm-hmm. the other albums I want to do I want to cover Disney songs ooh. like I said I've never told you this but yeah I'm thinking about doing this I my uncle he's an actor he's living in New York right now mm-hmm. and you know I asked him questions like okay you're doing a, a show at 54 below which is like this theater up there in New York what yeah. are you gonna sing And he says ooh I'm singing this and singing this and singing this and what are you singing I was like oh I'm singing these songs yeah. so like I said um, all that to say. Yeah, there's there's so much I want to do. I don't want to put myself in a box when it comes to what I want to produce, what I want to create, mm-hmm. and what I want to do because there's so much yeah. that really fascinates me. Exactly. I never would have given thought to actually wanting to write films mm-hmm. and TV shows had I not taken an intro to dramatic writing class at SCAD. and right. That's where I got the idea for this play that mm-hmm. i have to give back to that i've started i told you in one of our meetings at noble minds i'm seeing it simultaneously as both a film mm-hmm. and a play right so i'm just gonna try to just write the story and then i can then adapt it to both formats later right but that was a long tangent i'm sorry for everyone <laughs> listening but uh.
0: it's all right <laughs> I know for me, as far as acting goes, musicals have definitely been something that I've been thinking about, too. I mean, have you? yeah, as far I as know this, yeah, a little bit. Um, I mean, I've just I've always loved music. And, you know, I think oh my God. aside yes. from that, like I just Y'all. I wanted to be a singer <laughs> at one point, but real quick. I had to learn how to sing
1: real quick. When we were in sixth grade for my Twelfth birthday. Mm-hmm. For my twelfth birthday. Isaiah, he gave. Oh, sorry, Izzy. Mm-hmm. He <laughs> gifted me with this. It wasn't a packet because it was stapled together. Basically, just sheets of paper with all of his favorite music artists. Some of mm-hmm. which that we had in common. Both of us were major Black Eyed Peas fans back yeah. in sixth grade. I still am. I love the Black Eyed Peas. And he also had on one sheet just r&b divas yeah. there was beyonce mariah carey aaliyah mary j blige he loves his r&b divas, yes i love them adores them he even told me at one point that he wanted to have like a reality show because he liked rex and family values yes <laughs> what i used to watch back in the day i didn't watch it heavily yes. but i've seen a couple episodes yeah but yeah.
0: Yeah. See, she's telling all my business, y'all. And, <laughs> as
1: far as, and I know you just said that you have to learn how to sing. I am not a vocal coach. Yeah. I'm not a vocal teacher, so I, I can't speak on that. I can't speak on that. Yeah. But I, I myself, I want to get better at singing. Yeah. Because there's some there are things that I, I feel like I could do that I mm-hmm. can do. I just want to. Fine tune it Refine it So that it sounds Better Yeah I'm a soprano But I feel like I have a A nice range Yeah You know
0: You ever want to like Have one of those like Powerhouse voices Like Is that what you aspire to have Vocally
1: I In some Way, I'm not going to lie and say that it wouldn't be cool if I could hit the whistle tone like Mariah Carey. Yeah. I'm not going to say that it would be cool if I could Or to have
0: those, you know, strong notes like Whitney Houston.
1: Yes. I can <laughs> hit the notes, but I know for me, I need to get better at breathing. Yeah. When I sing, I find myself running out of breath, so I know I need to get better at that. As far as just wanting a powerhouse voice, I think more than anything, I want my voice to be emotive. Mm-hmm. Like, to really you can like feel the feeling in it but i can sustain a note yeah i can have i can hold a lot, a note for you. well i mean great and i feel like at some point both of us are gonna have to sing on this show exactly. just to prove to the viewers exactly what we what we have exactly so any music professors out there just at the what's the What's the building here? The music and art building? Um, Sparks? Is that? No, that's science. No, the, that's, that's science.
0: That's science. Um,
1: Arts and Humanities building.
0: Yeah, Arts and Humanities.
1: Anyone out there listening, you know, give us pointers, please give us pointers. Yes, yeah, maybe we'll, have we'll, some, take em. we'll take them. We'll take them, we will, <laughs> honestly. That's that's another thing. Yeah. Like, it, for the musicals at my um, high school, everyone was involved in it. all the teachers. Mm. We, Our band, our pit orchestra was conducted by our band teacher. Our chorus teacher, he would actually help run the auditions because Mm. he would play on piano what we were singing for the auditions. And when I did for Wiz, the audition song was Home. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I sadly did not learn the words. I had to look it up on my phone. Mm -hmm. But he said, she has a very nice voice. And I've gotten that. And also I sing, you know how on iPhone you can record messages and send them? Mm -hmm. I do this all the time with my family. I'll send my uncle and people just like little, snippets of like me just singing things and whenever Mm -hmm. he tells me that like you said like your voice sounds so angelic it really warms my heart just like oh i'm just like i can't believe that you you think that of me but i actually haven't heard you sing since sixth grade so i don't know how well you sound i don't know yeah
0: i think i was kind of stopped i don't think i was ever like really like like a big singer like where i could just sing full out i Mm -hmm. guess i was just more like a i could hold a note type of thing but
1: i think most people can at least hold a note yeah but, um, Kill your Tune, you know,
0: yeah, but that just made me think. I remember this was back this was New year's day, 2016. you had sent me like a little rap voice <laughs> message <laughs> and like it, it was like it was really cool that you sent that to me <gasps> though,
1: okay, real quick, why I did that so. I am a humongous fan of the musical Hamilton. Hamilton. I have been a fan of the show since sophomore year when I first heard about it, mm-hmm. and this was in two thousand and sixteen, I believe, because the cast, like a lot of the original cast members, had not left. Mm-hmm. It was around the time, actually, it had been twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. I can't remember when. Like
0: twenty fifteen when it first came out. Twenty fifteen when it first came out. my sophomore
1: year of high school, and I bonded with some people. My in my cast at school because mm-hmm. they had to hear about it. I was very surprised when I said that in our first interaction. Basically, like the first day of rehearsals, we're all in a circle on stage and we have to give like two facts about ourselves. Mm-hmm. I said, hi, my name's Maya, I know majority of you, and I did, a lot of people in our cast I already knew. I yeah. said, first fact about me, I like books. Second, I'm a big fan of the musical Hamilton, and I got mob-rushed by just a bunch of people. And wow. I was very surprised that people knew do about it. But I had watched on TV the BET Hip Hop Awards mm-hmm. of that same year. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't gonna watch them. There's yeah. some award shows that I keep up with every single year. Every single year I look forward to watching them.
0: Mm-hmm. Not
1: so much the BT Hip Awards. Yeah. I don't keep up with them. I wasn't gonna watch that year, but that year, I think Snoop Dogg was getting honored with like a lifetime achievement award and I think Kendrick Lamar was gonna be there. Mm-hmm. And also some of the cast members of Hamilton we're going to be there specifically: wow. Limoel Miranda, mm-hmm. Renee Lee Goldsberry, and Devi Diggs. They were going to do a cipher. For those of you who don't know, the cipher is this thing of the BTF Awards where they just get a bunch of MCs. Yeah, they have a beat and they just freestyle. Yeah, they just, just freestyle. And I saw that, and I literally that night I wrote a freestyle rap, mm-hmm. which I then submitted to my school's literary magazine, and it was published. And that's what kind of started my fascination with a freestyle rap. I have sent him things. I've sent a Christmas rap to my family and my uncle gave me the 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 moniker MC Spider Monkey. <laughs> Spider Monkey has been his name for me since I was a little girl. As he's been calling me that as long as I've known him. But that's the story behind that. It's basically tied into my love of Hamilton and mm-hmm. my admiration of Lemuel Miranda and just... <laughs>
0: The whole nine yards. All
1: of it. Oh, my God. I cannot believe you just revealed that. Yeah. I haven't thought about that in years. I haven't released one since my birthday because I wanted to not work. I think it was like last year. Mm-hmm. Last year, 2020, I had to work on my birthday, and I was really not feeling it. And I just had this like little fun rap about me turning 20, and I posted on my Instagram story.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. so, last question. How do you personally feel you've grown as a college student
1: well first and foremost I'm still growing Mm -hmm. there's that but I think I will say I'm probably not as doubtful when it comes to my ability in making friends Mm -hmm. I'm not as and maybe that just owed to the fact that you know this is my first time being back on campus right you know, since you know, I did like a year or so being online, being at home, so I exactly. really wasn't interacting with much. But I will say I'm a bit more outgoing mm-hmm. as opposed to me being a freshman at SCAD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's that. I'm not as trusting. Walking around here, I'm, like, a lot more confident. I'm actually excited because I've been living in Atlanta my entire life. I was born and raised here, mm-hmm. and there's still parts of the city that I have not really explored, that I haven't gotten to know. And right. here I am walking around downtown every day. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So yeah. I think I'm more confident in myself. Mm-hmm. Still building confidence. Yeah. But I will say that I'm building confidence in myself. I'm... Hmm. Yeah, I'd say just I'm confident, and I'm just excited to see what else the future holds. I'm trying to take more opportunities when it comes to things. I'm trying to study abroad. I went to study abroad fair
0: mm-hmm.
1: yesterday. No, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I went to study abroad fair on Tuesday, and I got a bunch of stuff. So I hope to study abroad at least once before I graduate. Right. But I say overall, I'm just like more confident, and I'm just excited what lies ahead and I was really excited to get back to get to campus this year after COVID it's like hey dear state we're gonna try to open up on fall so come on down so yeah I'm just excited well
0: that's good to hear so I'll just end off with just a powerful word of affirmation the journey is not always easy nor is it always beautiful however there is beauty in accomplishing what you set your mind to Don't give up so easily because your hard work will soon pay off. And with that being said, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to yet another special episode of Is The Biz. You guys can find the podcast on Anchor, and you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Make sure you tell everyone to just keep spreading the word out as much as you possibly can. That being tagging me on your Instagram stories, sharing the episodes through any of the platforms to other people, and we'll see you on the next episode.